Hello and welcome. I hate doing that. Why do I always do it? <laughs> hey everyone. So we uh, we're back. Well, I shouldn't say we're back because this is technically our first episode. Yeah, this would be the first episode. Uh, hey everyone, we're here. We are here. Uh, I'm Casey. I'm Destin. We are leadership. This is a this podcast about video games, tech stuff, uh, just about everything, and. What we're going to go with today, we're going to look at some games that are coming soon, uh, two games in specific, a new piece of tech, our console hard- hardware thing that came out recently. Uh, it hasn't been out that long, I don't think. Uh, not super. I don't know, actually. It might actually. I don't know. Anyway, uh, after that, we're going to talk about maybe some, some, some stuff that's happened in like the creator space uh, and around social media, Twitch streamers. And at the very, very end, I want to highlight someone we've been watching a ton of, uh, a certain creator, whether it be on YouTube or Twitch, and then a, it could be someone on Twitter that just tweets funny shit. June 28th, 2019. Okay. Yeah. That hasn't been out that long. And something like that. Just any time, any creator that, uh, we're really enjoying their content as of right now. And Yeah. So you just want to jump into our first game? Let's do it. Okay, so the first the first game we really want to cover is going to be Cyberpunk 2077, which is a game we are both insanely hyped for. Mm-hmm. Uh, since this got, it got announced in shit, 2077? <laughs> like, and oh my God, I'm super fucking hyped for it. Anyway, so basically I want to cover what the game is, explain you to the game, uh, who you are, how you play, where you're at, stuff like that. A lot of intricacies of inside the game. And then we'll talk about it. So, Cyberpunk 2027. It's a first-person shooter where you play as V. A merc. He's mercenary who you can completely customize. It's super, super in-depth customization. You have three classes. So, you have a Netrunner, Techie, and Solo. So, Netrunner is your hacker type. Techie is... uh, Tech stuff, so robots, probably stuff like that. Like hacker. No, Netrunner's a hacker. The Netrunner's the hacker. Neck uses, uh, techies use like, um, probably like little robots and shit to help you, shit like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. And then Solo is a pure combat setup, and all these determine stats. So you have body, which I'm guessing is like strength, intelligence, reflexes, technical, and cool. Just cool. (laughs) That does sound better than charisma, I guess. So you have a fully customizable perk tree. And you can also uh, purchase cyberware implants from what they call Rip Doctors or Ripper Docs. And black markets offer military-grade abilities. They use the normal colored system pattern. So green, purple. The normal color system pattern that's been adopted from WoW forever ago. Yeah. Uh, movement movement type is uh, it's a bit futuristic, so you you can you it is a cover shooter, okay, which is pretty cool. Uh, run on walls, double jump, slides, all that bullshit that futuristic games have. Stuff we've come to expect. Yeah, and uh, close quarters fights you have arm blades. You don't hit people with guns or punch them. You have these cool arm blades that come out. I don't know if you've watched the trailer. No, I've, I've intentionally. Did you not away. watch it with me? I've seen, yeah, I've, like, okay. I've seen it, but like I've intentionally tried to stay away from it because I want to be like just surprised by the game. Yeah, so you'll you'll see. Uh, he has these really dope arm blades, which I think you can get upgrades for. Uh, there's a um, kind of bullet time 
thing for ranged weapon fights. Hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of different damage types as well, which it creates a really cool dynamic when it comes to resistances and fights. If you're going up against somebody that has like high physical, you can get armor with high resistance, stuff like that. So you have yeah. physical, thermal, EMP, and chemical. Nice. So it's four different types, which I've always been weird about that with games, but I think it, it adds an interesting dynamic. So the whole game is set in Night City, California. It's a full open world metropolis consisting of six different regions. I didn't write down all six because it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you navigate either on foot or in vehicles, which your vehicles are customizable. Oh, nice. Color, stuff like that, I'm sure. I don't know about upgrade-wise, but appearance-wise, it's customizable. What the really cool thing is, all cars are autonomous, allowing you to focus on gunplay and not driving. Huh. So if you get into a gunfight while driving, and I'm guessing you hit right click to aim out the window, yeah. your car drives for you. See that that won't be too bad. That'll be pretty nice. Yeah, uh, you can murder pedestrians. Hell yeah! Uh, the law is called if you commit a crime. Okay. Uh, you can buy apartments to stash shit in, change clothes. Uh, you can even bring NPCs back to your apartment to fuck. <laughs> you have main quest storylines which give you. Uh, experience and uh, help you boost your stats, but then your side quests give you what they call a in parentheses, parentheses quotes street cred, and you can upgrade skills, vendors, get additional quests, stuff like that. Uh, there's a bunch of little mini games throughout the game: hacking, boxing, racing, shooting ranges. Nice. And also, you only get a game over if you die. So if you fail a quest, mm -hmm. you the game moves on the same. Nice. Which nice. allows for God knows how many different endings to the game. Oh, yeah. When they asked the developer how many indie if there was multiple endings, all they said was yes. <laughs> so you, but The Witcher Three, the people that made this CD Project Red uh, created Witcher Three. Witcher Three had about thirty six different endings. Mm -hmm. So you could guess this game is probably going to have a ton, a ton of different endings. Oh yeah. And the game itself, it's earned a shit ton of rewards. Uh, at E3, it was the best game, best role-playing game from Game Informer, best of E3 from PC Gamer. It's one most anticipated game two years in a row and, like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But a big thing that happened recently was they pushed the date back. It was supposed to come out April 16th. And they pushed the date back to September 17th. So what's that? Five months. Yeah. Uh, they said the game's complete, it's playable, but they want to polish it perfectly. And Which is nice, though. Me, personally, I fucking love that. Yeah. I hate... I'm so tired of games. It's happening a lot lately because people are pressured by deadlines. My main person I point a finger at with this is Call of Duty. Yeah. Every single year, Call of Duty puts out an unfinished game. Yeah. Every single year because they're rushed for it. And good on this company to allow, I'm sure there are people who were like, hey, this isn't ready yet. And they have people breathing down their neck telling them to get done. I like that they were like, okay, we allow, we'll allow you to finish. Yeah. I really like that. I want, if I'm paying full price for a game, I want a fucking done game. Yeah. You I know? don't want a game that has to update like a month into it. It's not, it's, they're not doing what Call of Duty is doing where like literally, okay, the first Call of Duty DLC added three maps. Mm -hmm. Those three maps were the in the original game's map cycle. Really? They were created with the original game, but they held them so they could sell them on DLC. 
Yeah, it's bullshit. Anyway, yeah. we're not talking about Call of Duty. Fuck that. Okay, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. So I told you what there is to know about it. I mean, I'm sure there's some stuff I left out that's probably super important, but that's what I found, so that's what we're going with. What makes you excited about the game? Really? like I think it's the, the fact that you can completely customize your character, because I really enjoy that aspect of yes. the game. Yes, yes. So the fact that you can completely customize your character, and then the fact that you have like multiple skill trees to put yes. into it, and you have a huge map to just play around and have fun with. Yes. Like, that's what, for me, really draws me into games. Yeah, we both, uh, I don't, y'all don't know this, obviously, but we both love playing RPGs. Love playing RPGs. I love, love it. I love playing a long fucking game. Yeah. Like, Outer Worlds, for, for instance, I just finished completing it. It took me, granted, I don't, I don't get to play every day. Uh, if I do play, if even if I played every day, I'd play like an hour, an hour a day. Yeah. It took me like six weeks to play the game because there was a ton of shit to do. And I was only playing it like four or five hours a week. And then like maybe on the weekends, I'd be able to play longer. But that's I love games like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, for me, with Cyberpunk 2077, I feel like, OK, if the easiest way to explain this game is GTA in the future. See, that's immediately what I thought when you when you okay. started talking about the open it's a, world. It's a full open world with six different regions. It's just like GTA. Uh, you can, all your cars, all that, you can paint your cars, all this stuff. Fully customizable character, you have a skill tree. The game is, it's going to be, it's almost borderlining on MMO. Yeah. But I think you're going to play in your own um, zone, so it's not going to be like that. Yeah. But I think the ability... When, when you create a game and you allow everything to be changed, like you're sending someone into a game where nothing is set. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's set is your main storyline. And even that can fucking change if you fail a mission. Oh, yeah. So when you allow the complete customizer, you have different classes you can play. And then you have different stat trees depending on those classes. And then after that, like you could, you can all like, there's essentially, there's an endless amount of ways to complete the game. And there's probably a ton of shit you can do after you beat the game. Oh, I guarantee it. There, like, I, I hope, I hope they go to, they take this towards like a GTA online. Yeah. If they do that, I don't know if it's available now. I didn't see anything about online play or anything. Uh, right now it's looking like a single player game single-player role-playing game, but if they took it, like, to a GTA Online and they did a really good way of controlling hackers, it could be amazing. Oh, yeah. It would be fucking glorious. If they took this game and allowed modding, well, it's a first-person. It can, it'd be hard to do a lot of, like, other, like, servers with first-person. It needs to be third-person, but this game, if it would be, like, my game of the decade, and the decade just started if it was third person. <laughs> yeah. If it was a third person game, it would be my favorite game of all time, probably. I love futuristic because with futuristic, you have the ability to do whatever the fuck you want mm -hmm. because there's no guideline saying it can't be done because it hasn't fucking happened. Yeah. You know, you make a game about World War II, you do something wrong. Yeah, people are going to notice, but we're not in 2077. We got 50 <laughs> plus more years. You know, you can do whatever you want with it. And I think that's really, really cool. Futuristic movement is going to be kind of weird. Uh, I'm going to feel like a crackhead playing it <laughs> because I don't, I don't know about anybody else. Like if you play Apex, uh, playing I'll Apex play a little bit here and there. I'm like it's just like slide jumping. Mm -hmm. 
uh, to get across the map faster. It's kind of like it's it's not pointless. It does help, but like it becomes like a nervous tick. Yeah. Of like constantly having to do it, and I hope that doesn't become a problem. But and you can also bring hoes back to your house to fuck. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think I think the game's gonna be really cool, really good. The law concept's really cool that you can get in trouble. I wonder what happens in twenty seventy seven if you get five stars. No. <laughs> so it's really cool it's got a full date it's it's a it's a full complete game they've been working on it for god knows how long so i'm i'm super excited about it if you gave it a rating yeah. out of 10 what would you give it i don't know right now like from, just from, what you know about right it. now from what i've heard it, it'd probably be like a, a solid eight an eight yeah right now like i want to give it a 10 so hard like i want to give it a 10 out of 10 the only thing that would right now, since I haven't felt the gunplay yet, I'll give it a nine. If it has good gunplay, if the gunplay is good, it's on, uh, I don't know what engine it's built on, so I can't really say, but if it has good gunplay, I'd probably give it a 10 out of 10. See, that, that's where I'm at. Like, I haven't watched any gameplay trailers. It, for me, it's the so. gunplay and how it drives, like how the cars drive. Yes. Like if the cars are just absolute shit driving, then I'm going to have so tr- like so much trouble just trying to play. Good example, Rage 2. Have you played yeah, Rage 2? Uh, I played Rage a bit 2, of Rage 2. Uh, the driving is absolutely disgusting. I hate it. Yeah, I fucking hate it. It was kind of And bad. that's what turned me off from the game. I got yeah. I, I literally loaded the game up, played through the tutorial. Gunfight wasn't too bad. Gunplay wasn't. And then I had to get into a car to go from here to here to here to here. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> it yeah. sucks so bad. <laughs> so, with Cyberpunk 2077, there's a reason it's the most anticipated game of the year. It looks fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to play fucking amazing. I'm hoping for it. So we have a launch date of September 17th, 2020. I will definitely be playing it that day. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, hopefully by that time, I have a good streaming rig. I want to stream it. Mm-hmm. The launch of it. Or at least record uh, our first playthroughs. And I'll be super, super hyped for it. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. That's Cyberpunk 2077. Anything last you want to say? No. All right. So next game. Next thing we wanted to cover was an oldie coming back. Yeah. We have Final Fantasy VII, the remake on PS4. Really looking forward to this one. This game, oh God. So it's an old game, granted. So could you like in like a short summary explain the game? Me as a child never completed it. Like, so, okay, basically you are a group of like... Rebels, I guess, is the best way to. to they are call called it. You're like an eco-resistance organization. Eco-resistance organization named That's, Avalanche. Yes, and there's a big company called Shinra or Shinron, however you say Shinra. it. Shinra. Yeah. Shinra that is basically sucking the life force from the Earth. All right, destroying it. And yeah, they're a uh, power company. Like the the way the city's laid out is there's a top layer and a bottom layer. The bottom layer is straight slums and everything. This is and the city of Midgar. Yes, city of Midgar. Okay. And uh, it's everything's basically controlled by the one big company, Shinra. Shinra. Shin, Shinra. 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 Okay. Controlled by Shinra. And uh, your whole goal is to take them down, really. Like, yeah. Like, that, that's your main solid goal is to destroy this company that's destroying the world. Yeah. So, the remake... Um, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. So the remake is going to be separated into multiple parts and it is unknown at this time how many it will be. See, like 
I don't know about. I'm I'm kind of okay with it because yeah. the original game was in three discs, yeah, three or four discs. I think it was it was three or four discs. Yeah, the original game was so doing that. It like I guess it's a nod to the original game, but all at the same time, like. But you have to think the the first version of this, the first remake, mm-hmm. is going to be on two discs. Yeah, I know. Just the first. Okay, so the first game. The part of it, it's, it's going to be everything that happens on Midgar at the very beginning of the game. Okay. So it's where Cloud meets up with Avalanche, and they attempt to sabotage the reactors that is owned by Shinra. Mm-hmm. That's the, that, everything that happened in that first part of the game in Midgar is going to be what this game is. Okay. So it's going to be, like I guess, that's almost like an homage. Like, that's probably the first disc from the original game. Yeah, that, that's literally the very first thing you do. But what, what people are weird about it with is... With the technology now, there's honestly no need for it. Not but really. they are they are taking a game that used to span three discs and remastering yeah. it into like 4K content now. Yeah. So I mean, it might be to save space on people's consoles because uh, right yeah. now a AAA title is 100 gigabytes. Yeah. And I know. Also too, you putting Call of Duty on your PS4 is 100 gigs. Like the in this game, it had like cinema scenes that were just yeah. ridiculous back then. They looked so great for yes. like the time period. It was like 720p so, back then. Like I'm I'm hoping that's why it's four parts. Yeah, it's because they're gonna like put in the the great gameplay and the you know awesome visuals, but then throw in the uh, the cinema scenes that are just yeah. like overdone and beautiful. Those were so, so, so good. Yeah. So, so far uh, we have seen Barrett, Tifa, Aerith, Cloud, obviously, yes. and Sephiroth. That's the only characters we've seen so far. Uh, okay. We did just watch a gameplay trailer. So the battle system, we want to cover the battle system. That's, that's really the game itself. It's hard to really explain the, intricacies of what happens in the game because we've all fucking played it let me be honest like i'm literally in the middle of playing it right now yeah on a playstation classic and, and we're only we're only getting a third of the game maybe uh yeah. at launch so i don't know i wonder if they're they're planning on releasing dlc that you can buy or full games so final Fantasy 7 remake 2 yeah i don't know how they're gonna do it See, that, um, that's my biggest concern is they come out with the first part of it and then it's like, okay, the second part's out now. You're going to have to pay another $60 to get yeah, it. Yeah, that's going to kind of suck uh, having to pay $60 again. Maybe it'll be a, maybe they'll release like DLC instead. I'm, I'm hoping it'll just be like DLC update kind of thing. They're, they're completely, they don't know um, how big the game is going to be. The only thing they know is it's going to be on, the physical copy is going to be on two discs, which... For you're you're getting two discs for the third of a game, so it's gonna be like a six disc set. Yeah, which is kind of nuts. That'd be really cool to have if you get the ten sets for all of them, though. It'd be kind of yeah. cool to have. But then too, you got to think like, like I was saying earlier, they could have like some media content on there. You yeah, know? like with all the special features and shit. Yeah, they could have a lot of cool like because uh, I know in the original game it had like a, a bestiary, so yes. like every monster yes. you came across actually had like a little a page you could go to to yeah. see their stats and shit. And I'm hoping for for something like on this one. I hope so. I hope it. I hope that they're not just trying to get more money out of people yeah. on an old franchise they've already sold f- millions of. Probably from what I've seen so far, though, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so the big change there wasn't much of a change from Final Fantasy VII to the remake. The only major change was they modernized the battle system. It is no longer just turn based. I choose this attack wait for my limit breaker mm-hmm. you know so the new battle system 
you still have three party members and you can switch between them mid fight however much you want but the fighting is done in real time so you fight with your normal attacks which fill up an active time battle gauge that allows you to slow down time and go into a wait mode. This is where you go to use any of your special magic skills, special abilities, items. So summoning, power attacks, um, healing, you know, Cloud's like super big spin power attack or when he like draws the letter, that shit. You still do use your MP for skills and magic. But the, the big, the thing I like, right before we started recording, me and Destin watched the trailer for the gameplay. And it looks so good. It looks very good. It, it looks, looks so good compared to a turn-based style. Mm-hmm. I really like the style of it. And like they showed the summoning of Ifrit. Yeah. And that's such a good change. Because back on Final Fantasy VII, I don't remember how it worked. See, Final Fantasy for me is Final Fantasy X. Yeah. I played so much of it that I, it's, it's, and it's insane how much of it I've played. For okay. me, it was it was seven. 10 and then uh, 12. I haven't played anything after 10. Really? Yes. I played um, six, had Leon, mm-hmm. Gunblade. Yeah, six. I played six, didn't play much of seven, then fell off of Final Fantasy until 10, played a lot of 10. Yeah. And uh, I've so, played like advanced, the tactics. Yeah. Like I've played all of it. See, Final Fantasy wasn't like my main series, you know what I mean? Uh, I think. Uh, Around that time was when I started playing WoW, so nothing mattered in life but World of Warcraft. <laughs> so, But Final Fantasy X, when you summoned Ifrit or Shiva or any of those, it replaced your party member and you just have it. Yeah. Unless you get like the ultimate summon and stuff like that. But in this game, you summon Ifrit and he fights alongside you in... Of like real time battle, so it's four of you, and it's it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're cloud, you're sitting there beating the shit out of this thing, and you have Ifrit beside you beating the shit out of it. Yeah, and I guess he lasts on a certain amount of time or so on and so forth. However, it is See, what I like is that Final Fantasy VII originally was a turn based game. Then you would summon, you know, like Ifrit or whatever, and they would show up, do a big move, disappear. Then yeah. you had Final Fantasy X, where you would summon them and you would play as them. Yeah. Then you had twelve, where their combat wasn't turn-based. It was actually like real-time fighting, you know? So yeah. like you'd run around, do your thing, and it was it was very similar to the remake, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. As far as that stuff goes, but then you would, you know, do your summon and the summon would take over. I can't really remember too much about that. But the combat itself was in real time. Yeah. So I feel like they've kind of found the good parts of some of the Final Fantasies on how the combat goes and they're they're putting it together in this remake and from what I've seen I really like it. Yeah, I'm really happy for the way it looks now. I think it's going to be it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. It's I think it's going to be really good. You got to give it a rating out of 10. Oh, it's it's 10. 10 out of 10. Like 10 out of 10, 10, out 10 immediately. 10. Okay, so for me, I, I'm going to give it an 8 just because I don't know why they're separating the games. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a like design thing and they're making the games better. Uh, if, if it was releasing on the PS5, I'd understand. Yeah. It's releasing on the PS4, which is still 60 frames. You can only get 60 frames. Uh, you can only, you play 1080p still, which is cool. 60 frames on a PS4 Pro. But if this was releasing with a PS5, 
that you can probably play hundred twenty. You can play hundred twenty frames, yeah. and you know, put it on a fourteen forty p ultra wide monitor. <laughs> like I can understand, you know, the increase in data size, but I'm kind of iffy about it being separated out into potentially six discs. I'm just hoping that's because they're putting so much into this game. Yeah. <laughs> that it's I, like I'm hoping it's not, hey, I'm just trying to steal money off of a franchise we've already yeah. made a game for. I don't know. I think it's gonna be really good. The Final Fantasy uh, ten remasters were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah, looked they really were. good. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Very excited. Oh. What do we have next? The uh HTC Vive. Talk oh. about some tech now. The tech. We're not talking about the Vive. Talking about the Valve Index. Index. We're talking about VR. It's all VR. So VR is the future of gaming. A hundred percent. Well, for me, AR is, but VR is the future of gaming. Okay. Uh, A lot of people. So I've been listening to Misfits podcast lately. Mm -hmm. Funniest motherfuckers ever. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Swagger Souls and Fitz were both saying. for them, I'm way back in their podcast too. I'm only on episode like 20 out of like 100 something. Oh, yeah. So, this was like last year they were talking about this. So, Swagger was talking about recording for YouTube and he he's synonymous for he doesn't record often, uh, yeah, but he record he puts out bangers. I know. I so, love Swagger. So, Swagger was saying for a long time, this was uh, when they were only, this was before a lot of games came out they've been playing. Um, but basically, they were like, look, I get bored of playing games. Swagger was like, whenever it comes to, because they were basically talking about um, what do they play when they're not recording? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they play games when they're not recording? And Swagger was basically, I think it was either Swagger or Fitz. I get them confused a lot. Their voice, just their voices at least. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, because Swagger's voice is so distinct. But basically he was just like, no, Fitz hadn't even set his shit up. That's what it was, Swagger. Swagger was basically like, I don't play games unless I'm recording, unless it's VR. Yeah. Cause he was just bored of it. And it's like, he can't, he's like, he couldn't get immersed into a game unless he was playing VR. Cause just the like, sheer immersion of VR yeah. is it's insanity. It's so fucking cool. Like I can, I can see that happening. Once you've played VR, it'll be hard to really get immersed into a game outside of it. Yeah. Just because of, like how it is, you know, and like, I'm just going to get me a 32 inch curved monitor and sit two inches away from it. <laughs> that's immersion. I have to move my whole fucking neck up to look at the top of the screen. That's immersion right there. Shit. Okay. So the valve index, uh, it came out, what'd you say? Uh, uh June two, of last year. Yeah. It was 2019. So it came, it came out about, it's probably six months old. Right. And when the valve index came out, it was a huge, huge deal. Oh, it was a big thing. Valve was releasing their was previously Valve partnered with HTC. This was the first one yes. that Valve released on their own, their own technology. Uh, granted, they probably got somebody to build it, but yeah. uh, this was their own thing. No partnership. It's pure Valve. Mm-hmm. Valve, the developer, releasing the Valve Index. So the Valve Index, as people, if you don't know what the fuck VR is. You have a headset you put on. It goes over your face. Inside that is two uh, screens. Mm -hmm. Previously, everyone was using OLED, Mm -hmm. which um, is the future of a lot of things for screens, monitors, phones. Like me personally, I want an OLED instead of an LCD phone. Um, You get get darker blacks, brighter brights. 
mm-hmm. basically is what OLED does. Well, Valve went with RGB LCDs instead. Yes. They say that LCD provides 50% more subpixels, which results in greater sharpness without increasing the rendering. And the fill factor, quote unquote, is three times better than uh, OLED. So it reduces like a screen door effect. I don't know what they mean by that because I've never played VR. Like imagine it's basically it just crispens everything up. Okay, It it just makes it look a lot better. So it's, you know, so previously it would look sometimes like you're looking through a screen door, I guess. So like you'd see like the little like you'd you'd see the image clear, but around it is that little bit of fuzz. Yeah. You know, that's what you get. Like you'll be looking at a character across the map and you'll see them clearly, but their outline has that like hint of fuzz to it. Yeah. You know, this really cuts down on that or completely eliminates it altogether. Okay. So the new Valve Index, also big change. It runs at 120 hertz. 120 hertz. So you can get you get a solid 120 hertz and an experimental 144. 144 hertz. Which I think they've, uh, they're going to try and push it to 165 if they can get 144 to work right. Ooh. So they're, you're getting some solid, you know, when people are playing these shooters... I've watched videos. Oh, man. I haven't played any, but I've watched videos of the Misfits, those guys mm-hmm. playing some shooters, and it looks nuts. But you get those at 120 hertz now, 120 frames per second, potential 144 if you try it out. So I think I think that's nuts for the future of VR. Oh, yeah. Like, if I they watch, can push uh, VR to 240, like... It's going to be crazy. But, like, I was watching uh, Linus Tech Tips. Yes. And uh, he was doing an upgrade of his home system, yes. which was the Vive, I think. Yes. And he upgraded it to the Index, and yep. he was talking about how, like, ridiculous it looked. Like, it looked so good. And then he realized he didn't even have the 144 hertz on yet. Yeah. <laughs> and when he put it on there, it just, like, he was saying it blew his mind. But, uh, like, I'm, I don't know. It's so expensive, though. Yeah. Like, well, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll talk about that once we go over everything. Okay. Yeah. So they the displays have reduced the illumination period from 0.330 milliseconds to 0.520, which means it allows the images to stay sharp while in motion. Because previously you'd have problems where you I don't know what it would look like. It would just it look like as you're mo- like almost like motion blur, but kind of kind yeah. of deal. Um, as well as you're standing still in motion, it's. They're trying to seamlessly make it look like it's the same all the way. Yeah. As you move, as you're in motion, which apparently is a five times improvement over first gen VR, at least PC VRs. They allowed, uh, they also changed the headset itself. So the headset itself has uh, a ton of ergonomic features. Mm hmm. So the padding on it's super good. It uses the top strap, which a lot of yeah. everyone needs. It's what actually holds it in place on your head. They added uh, this little, the face gasket thing. Mm-hmm. So the face gasket yeah. is held in by magnets, which you can yes. pop out. You can get your face 3D modeled mm-hmm. and get one of those made. So custom it's perfectly made. custom for your face for perfect ergonomics. And then people have already come out with stuff that you can just go ahead and buy and put in there that makes it like a little bit more cushy or like yeah. there's a sweat wicking ones and all that kind of stuff. Also, the headset itself is adjustable, like, physically. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can get a 20-degree better FOV by moving just the headset itself. It's got, like, a little little, little slide action going on where you just move it back and forth. And I think that's super, super cool. Mm -hmm. FOV, I love high FOV in games. 
I just found out in Horizon 5 I can increase my FOV. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so like, I know you can like switch between FOVs, but when mm-hmm. you go to like the far back FOV, you can go into the settings and make that farther. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, fuck yes. Because <laughs> I was driving one of the cars and it had this fucking spoiler that's as tall as Shaq. And I'm like, I literally couldn't see in front of me because the spoiler yep. so fucking big. I was so mad. <laughs> so anyway, off topic. So they added these, uh, the new audio is really cool. So it uses an off-ear speaker setup, which a lot of people are adopting now. A lot of people are using. I don't like it, though. Well, I, it uh, it allows for more comfortability while you're playing. Yeah, like, so I mean, it, I completely understand If it was it, in-ear, like, it'd be, it'd get uncomfortable. If it was, like, yeah. over-ear, it'd get... So it uses, like... And it's angled perfectly. They did science and shit. So mm-hmm. it angles perfectly to go directly into your ear canal. Yeah, like, it's, like, from what I've heard, it's actually really good. Yeah. You know, like, there is some noise bleed, so people around you can kind of hear what's going on. But from what I've heard, it's also it's really good. And if you're in have... your room playing VR, you shouldn't really care too much. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say about Depending privacy. Yeah, I was going to say about <laughs> privacy, but there's a lot of, some there's some weird VR games. But, so. Uh, like, I mean, and they, they've also given you the option to take those off and, like, replace it with whatever you want to use. Yeah. So they still give you the option. If you don't like it, you can change it, you know, but I don't know. We'll have to, like, get it and try it kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that'd be one of those things I'd have to try out. But I, I think I like it mainly because I know personally after sitting for eight hours, uh, eight to ten hours of just playing something straight that... In ears will get uncomfortable just as I, much as over ears. I can't wear in ears for like ten minutes and they start fucking, killing me. I wear them all fucking day. Like I can't stand them. As no one knows, okay, you don't know. I work at FedEx and I wear wireless headphones all fucking day, from the day I start loading my truck to when I leave. Uh, I get done. Mm-hmm. I listen to headphones because I can't hear my fucking phone otherwise. Yeah. So I listen to in ears and I fucking love them. For me personally, on my computer editing this, I don't use over ears. I use in ears. Yes, I have to use over ears. Like I can't stand. Like there's there's one or two pairs of in ears that I found that are comfortable. I can wear for a good bit, like good while. But yeah, it's all over the ear for me. Yeah, I guess that's that's one thing that'll come down to personal preference. You can't really determine if it's better or worse. Yeah, until someone sits down, tries it, see how they feel about it, what it feels like. So. Is there any, so the only other thing I remember that was like really changed a lot of things, it does still require corner sensors, sensors in your room. Yeah, the little the um, light towers or whatever they're called. Yeah, I think they call them towers. Lighthouse. Lighthouses, yeah. yes. So it's not completely wireless. Yeah, so it, it, it still requires a lighthouse. It still requires to be tethered to a computer. A PC. And everything, but. Uh, Which arguably is good and bad. I mean, yeah, like people have come up with systems to like attach it to the roof where it kind of suspended and it yeah. doesn't get in your way and everything. That's really cool, actually. But uh, the second big thing was the controllers, like how the controllers yes. are, because they like strap to your hand, I guess. Yeah. You know, so they'll be on you secure. You don't have to hold them. But as soon as you like grip with any of your fingers and your thumb, it doesn't matter the you know, the character in game. Will, yeah you know, match and mimic and your hand. Movement. That, that stuff will get a lot better over time. Oh yeah. Uh, as developers introduce that technology. Cause I, I remember I watched Linus's video also mm-hmm. of him, uh, changing stuff and he was sitting there going, he had the knuckles on and, uh, he was playing some game and he was looking at his hands moving and like, they were kind of doing it because mm-hmm. this is relatively new. Uh, developers still need to introduce more stuff. 
and he's sitting there moving his hands and he's flipping somebody off and shit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's super cool. And it straps to your hand. Yeah. Like it's super secure. And once that touchpad gets a lot more uh, developer support, yeah. I think it'll be a big, big change. Oh yeah, it will. Because previously it was just two buttons. Yes. One button for your finger grip and another button for like your thumbs. Yeah. You know, so, like so actually being able to grab something and feel like you're grabbing it is, is going to be a big change. And that top button, so where your thumbs go, you have like an A and a B mm-hmm. and you have yeah. this middle button. And you, it's, you, you have A, B and then a little analog uh, joystick. Yeah. Yes. And then there's a button in the middle I don't know what it's for exactly. A little trackpad? Is yeah, it's, a, it's like a trackpad you can like scroll with, but like it's an actual button. It looks seamless, but you can feel like a tactile response from it, and it's really cool. Yeah. Don't know what it's for. I'm not a VR. I, I haven't played much VR. <laughs> I think that's just going to be up to developers what to do with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I think it's an extra button. I think it's good for like scrolling and stuff. So you don't have to yeah, like yeah. move around with a joystick. Cause I don't know if anyone's used a browser on an Xbox or a PS4. It's terrible. It's not fucking fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I don't, I think, I don't know what it is. Like I think the biggest thing for me is 120 Hertz is the biggest thing for me. Um, going from, See, personally, I've never played on 144 hertz. Me neither. I've never played on 120. Like, I play on 60, 30, 60. Like, I come from consoles. Mm-hmm. I'm very new to PC. Um, but I don't know if you've watched the video. So we're going to plug Linus again. Uh, <laughs> watching Linus's video, he's about to hit 10 mil. But, um, oh, really? Yeah, he's at Damn. 9.97. But Linus did a video with Mr. Grimm's Corey and Shroud. Have you seen it? Yeah, I think so. It's been Where a minute, but they yeah, tested I, I the difference it. between uh, 60, 120, and 240 hertz, mm-hmm. or 60, 144, 220, or 240. And the difference between, like, Shroud, for instance, they were doing like a jump across on CS. It was uh, that cross where you have to shoot him through the door on Dust 2. And at 60 frames, he did, he hit three out of 30. Mm hmm. On 144 and 240, at 240, he was hitting 8 out of 10. Nice. And so it's like, in the the big difference between 60 to 120, it's insane how much different it is. Yeah. That'll make, I think it'll generally make gaming, the whole gaming experience better, no matter what. And Linus was saying in his video, his wife's able to play VR. Yeah, because without she, mo- dealing with motion sickness, yeah, because like that's that's a big problem is the motion sickness people are getting just because of the increased like smoothness of the game, yeah. higher re- higher refresh rates, better colors, everything. It just makes it look better. Mm-hmm. It's so cool, so cool. How would you rate the Valve Index? Oh man, like. <laughs> As a VR system, as a VR system alone, it, it would be like as compared, you know, compared to everything else you've seen in VR. Yeah, like that's that's right. I it mean, would, it would be like compared to previous generations, it's obviously better. Like a seven out of ten. Seven, yeah. Because the HTC uh, Cosmos, I believe it's called, it's like the newest one has inside out tracking. Yeah. So you don't need the towers anymore. It uses all the computers on yeah. the thing, you know. So it's like if the Vive could have that, if they could just delete the towers and have it all yeah. in the system, it would be straight 10 out of 10. But but I'm, I'm afraid, okay, so for anyone that we, we forgot to say, this thing is $1,000. Yes, $1,000. $1,000 for the full setup, included with have the new Half-Life game. Yes. Um, 
$1,000, okay? Is it worth $1,000? Worth $1,000, 100%. Okay. Like, because, I mean, with the with that, you get the headset, I, two controllers, two dot towers, and a game with it. And, this is I the mean, best PC-powered yes, the, the VR best. system, so... And then, like, in, in the headset itself, there's a little, uh, like, front panel. You can take that off, and it has... Uh, a slot a usb3 yeah it, it's a usb3 slot that you can add expansions to what they're going to be i have no fucking clue but yeah there's potential for that so there's like potential for hardware upgrade and this is the first time that any anything's happened other than like a wireless like a cordless adaption adapter yeah. i'm su- i'm super happy it's coming from a developer yeah it's coming from valve you know, so there's going to be really, really good, um, like synchronization with steam and, uh, mm-hmm. steam games. And they're going to start like requiring probably their creators that want their VR game on steam to be like perfect for the index. Yeah. So that's going to be a big thing, but a thousand, a thousand dollars, I think a thousand dollars. How much is the wire, the complete wireless one that doesn't need a PC? The, the are you talking about the uh, uh, Oculus Quest? Yeah, you can get that for like four hundred bucks. Okay, so for four hundred dollars, you can get the Oculus Quest, which is completely wireless, which is what something I would I would need for my office. I live in a small room in here, and my desk is like a third of the fucking whole entire place. Yeah, that's, so, that's the big thing. You'd have to move everything just to be able to play. Yeah, I would have to here. go throw this all the way against the wall, and then. I probably still wouldn't have enough fucking room. Barely. Like, you'd, you'd have barely enough room. I could try it in my living room, but then I can't watch porn in my living room. So <laughs> VR porn is the future. Huh. That was from Swagger Souls. Have you, have you watched that video? No, I've not. Oh my God. He was going off for five minutes about VR porn. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to find it later. Yeah. Uh, but VR, so $1,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the best VR you can get, that's hooked to a PC. From what I know, it's the best one you can get. Uh, I'd probably say it's worth a thousand. Uh, an overall rating out of ten, seven. Yeah, yeah, like a seven. Uh, personally, VR is not my personal thing. I love the space. I love where VR is going. Mm-hmm. Um, if I did drugs, I would love VR. <laughs> uh, but I think I think where VR is going is good. But I am personally more interested in AR and the the the, the real world applications of AR uh, is what I'm more interested in. So yeah. VR VR is weird for me. Uh, I love it. I think it's really cool. I probably would change my mind if I sat, if I put this headset on and played something at 120 hertz. Yeah, I'd probably change my mind. But I'd give it like a seven to an eight, somewhere like seven and a half. Um, I think it's a really good machine. And it's got, it's got, VR's got a lot of potential in the future. It's got a lot of potential. When they can take, because I mean, they can't really take displays that small to be 200 hertz, 200 plus hertz. The best phone I mean, right now is 120. Yeah. So they, there's not a hundred, uh, two, uh, 240 hertz. Maybe they can like slowly increment it up, get to 165 and keep going. So. Progression of technology. Yeah. It will happen eventually. I mean, look at the difference between like flagship CPUs from two years to now. Yeah. You know, yeah. A, f- a flagship CPU two years ago wouldn't run 240 hertz. No. Now they push 400. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
yeah. The, that's the valve index. The valve index is going to be, it, it's a, it's a nice piece of hardware. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're looking for a VR headset and you can, you're, you're just like, how hey, spend a thousand, you know? And like, if you're, if your big thing too, is just the controllers. Like if that's all you were looking into, you can buy the controllers for, what was it? Uh, $279 extra. Do they work with other? Yes. They will work with the, uh, uh, HTC Vive, HTC okay. Vive Pro, uh, and all that kind of stuff, and the HTC uh, Cosmos. Okay, so that's they, cool. They're, they're compatible with other things. So if you just want the Knuckles controllers, yeah, you can get them for two hundred dollars, you know, and and have that if the like if the Vive is your your deal and you don't yeah. want to spend a thousand dollars on an index. So did you look but, into the Half Life game? I have not. I just heard about it like a couple weeks ago. I didn't even know they were making another one. So people have been asking for Half Life Three for. Forever, I know. Twenty that. years, I guess. <laughs> like it's crazy to me. Okay, we've been asking. Not me because I'm not a Half Life guy. I just wanted to bring this up. People have been asking for Half Life Three for like twenty years, and they finally give it to them a new Half Life game, and they throw it on the VR. Yeah, which, I, in my opinion, like just hardcore, just gates like. 75% of the community dick move it's I think it's a dick move to but at the same time it's kind of like do did they sell more indexes because of this you know what I mean uh, yeah. because people are like I really have to get the new half-life I've been screaming on reddit for the past 20 years like I have to get it or you know I don't know I think it's a weird move for a company to do that especially valve to do that yeah and like we've already seen that console games can be converted like with the uh, fallout four and skyrim or have been converted over to uh vr to vr and everything yeah. so if they just put this boss ass game on a system yeah and then was like and you can get it on vr then that'd have been cool but straight up just vr is kind of a dick move because they launched it with with the with that vr they yeah. didn't they they didn't launch it before or after they were like hey with the new valve index with half-life with alex or whatever yeah i'm just like uh, are you sure about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. So, yeah. but I guess they have their reasons. We're rounding out to the end of the show. I got to find a good way to segue. This is awkward. Anyway, so at the very end of the show, I wanted to talk about, uh, I keep moving my microphone. It's going to look like shit. Ninja. <laughs> ninja. No, I want to talk about, uh, anything big that happens in the space of, uh, social media content creation, things like that. Yeah. Because we're in that space, obviously. Uh, well, do you know what happened with Ninja? Yes, he has a Fortnite skin now. Fortnite gave him his own skin. After two years of making sure people buy V-Bucks, he has sold so many... I know he sold V-Bucks. Oh, yeah. All the big content creators fucking sell that shit. They catapult Fortnite to its rise. At the same time, Fortnite's catapulting them to their rise. After two years... Fortnite has finally found its niche in the community. It's not growing, but it's not falling. Mm -hmm. It's found its spot on uh, on Twitch, on YouTube. People still watch it, but it's not, you know, Ninja's not pushing, it's not pushing like a million views on an event. Yeah. Well, I guess they realized they found this stagnation and they're like, let's make it, let's do something. So they finally announced a program where they are going to work with creators and Ninja got his skin. 
Thing looks dumb as shit. Yeah. I don't like Ninja's aesthetic. <laughs> like, but Ninja got his skin. I think he got a pickaxe. He got the pawn pawn. The emote put in. I, like it came up on an ad for me, and I, I, I was like, Ninja, get my Fortnite skin. I was like, I don't care. What's and really like, cool? What's really cool is if you go on Twitter right now, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I don't know if it's on Instagram. It might just be on Twitter. Fortnite is doing a emote dance contest. Really? So Jordan Fisher got his own emote in the game. Okay. Uh, Pokemon got her own emote in the game, and they're doing a contest where if you post a video of you doing an emote, they can be put into the game as a new emote, which is kind of cool. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, I love Jordan Fisher. When I saw his, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I hate ninja shit, but Jordan Fisher, ooh, I'll watch anything you do, boy. I fucking love Jordan Fisher. But, uh, yeah, I think it's... I think it's um, I wonder why now they creed to it. Because Ninja has been in private talks, I'm sure, with Fortnite for a long time. Probably. He knows a lot of people there personally. So I wonder why finally they're just like, yeah, we'll do it. They make brand new skins every fucking week. Like, is it that hard to make a ninja skin? No, it's not. <laughs> you took a normal model you already have and put a bandana on it pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm just wondering what other creators... <coughs> I'm wondering what other creators that they'd be okay with doing this with. Like, would they make Tifu a skin? Cause T- but Tifu's not family friendly. Yeah. You know? Tifu's a dickhead, I guess. Like he's <laughs> he's just he's a normal fucking twenty year old dude. He's not family friendly, he's not professional, all this stuff. Will they do it for him when he's arguably a bigger creator than Ninja? Probably not. You know? No. So like, I'm wondering where that's gonna go. I'd be surprised. I just th- I think it's cool that I think Fortnite finally realized their game is plateauing mm-hmm. and they need to climb that hill again and they're trying to find any way they can. Maybe their V-Buck purchase percentage was down <laughs> by like 3%. I don't know. Yeah. It was estimated they were making like a billion dollars a week. Really? At a time. Yes. Damn. Whenever Fortnite was at its peak, it was like they were making a billion dollar a month or some shit. God. Like Epic went from being broke as fuck to like huge, like like a ten thousand percent increase. It was something insane. Whenever that happened, Fortnite, dude. I, I don't know. I can't play Fortnite. I I'm not young enough, and I don't do enough crack cocaine. I've I've played all of maybe three times. Got bored and then quit. Fortnite's a weird game. Like, so Fortnite, when I used to play with Todd, was super fun. We we're both trash. Yeah, but it was fun as shit just with your boys. But playing by yourself, you hate your life. You want to just fucking jab a pickaxe in your eyeballs. So anyway, was that about? We're we're pretty much done. Uh, The very very end. This is what I want to do. I want to talk about a creator. Okay. Uh, Anyone on YouTube, Twitch. It could be an Instagram thought, uh, Twitter. Uh, someone like the mob on Twitter. They're mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Uh, anybody on any social media platform where you've been really enjoying their content? Uh, right now it's been Josh Dub. Who is Josh Dub? What does he do? Josh Dub. A lot of VR stuff. Like okay. a YouTuber plays games. Uh, it's Josh Dub, your narrator, and Rekid. And, I've uh, heard of narrator. Molly. I've heard of narrator before. Yeah, your narrator. They, like, they all... I heard of him because of the Misfits. He, yeah, I, I think, think he knows them somehow. Uh, probably, I'm not sure, but uh, it's it's mainly Josh Dub's channel that I watch. I'll, Josh I'll Dub, okay. A, yeah, I'll hop on uh, your narrator every now and then. But they play just 
like CSGO and, and all that kind of stuff on VR. They you know, funny stuff, just funny moment stuff. Funny, stupid okay. stuff. Funny you know? moments. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely check that out for sure. Uh, me personally, I've been watching a lot of tech stuff. Uh, cause I'm gonna build my first computer soon. So I've been watching a lot of PC builds. Um, uh, and I'm also, I've been looking at cell phone stuff, PC stuff. I've watched a lot of Linus tech tips mm-hmm. cause when it comes to PC building, like there's no one else that does it better. Like when it comes to entertainment and telling you how to build a PC, oh, yeah. like he has the video where it's the first person POV. Yeah, uh, PC build that like yesterday. And it's, it's so good. I learned so much watching that. So yeah. it's like, I've watched a ton of Linus tech tips. And like, one thing I want to mention is it's not always going to be like a small creator. Uh, it's just going to be someone we find really interesting at the time. Someone we're watching on, whether it be Twitch or YouTube creator of the week for us. Yeah. It's just what we've been really interested in. Cause like last week, for example, I was watching a ton of Mr. Who's the boss. Last week it was Linus Tech Tips for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a new cell phone next month. So it's like, I want to make sure I get the best thing. Because I'm not buying a $600 phone. Yeah. I like budget stuff. Uh, I'm broke as shit most of the time. So, Yelp. you know, I'm, I'm looking into what I can get for the best price. And Mr. Who's the Boss does really good explanations of that. Yeah. He's really calm, really collected, does good editing, uh, explains things really well. But yeah, Mr. Who's the Boss and Linus Tech Tips. Nice. That's what I've been watching a lot of, too much of, probably. Anything for you? That that's it for you? Pretty much, yeah. Yep. Just uh, Josh Dub and some Linus. Always watching Linus anyway. Yeah. When new stuff drops, always watch it. So that is what's going to conclude the episode. Nice. Talk about some cyberpunk, some Final Fantasy, some some VR. Uh, Ninja, as usual, I'll just bring Ninja up every episode and put him in the title. Um, you know, clickbait. What's up, Dab? <laughs> anyway, we thank everyone for watching. Um, you can follow us on our social medias. Uh, it is Leadership GG on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Haven't posted there yet. That'll go up there in about whenever it goes up. Um, think that's everything i think there's i'm i think there's a patreon page i made but i don't remember (laughs) um i'm not gonna plug it yet fuck that uh twitch leadership uh i don't know if if we start streaming if i plan on using my personal streaming account or if i plan on using the leadership one we'll see um but we do plan on uh building out the youtube channel in the next month or two and it's going to be we're going to do some like playthrough let's plays type stuff. Uh, we might if like me and Destin we get anyone with us like into a game of we're just fucking around Apex or maybe some CS, you know, we might make uh make some little like chop up some little montages or some funny shit, you know, whatever happens. So that's uh that's generally it. Just follow us on Twitter and Instagram, leadership gg. Me personally, I'm lasers gg. Uh, Destin is at Destin Gartman on Twitter. He doesn't use Instagram. No, no. Not so, on Instagram. Uh, should we use Facebook? I don't like. I have a Facebook, but I don't. I, do, I, I don't, don't touch like, Facebook, but I feel like it's a platform I should use to, to for the podcast. Like, I don't I, know. I, mean, I could probably set some. Like I'd, I'd set up another Facebook for the podcast. Yeah, you just make a page. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we decide to do that. You'll hear about it on the next episode. So. Yep. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you um, very much. 
we're we're slowly we'll we'll f- we'll make an outro eventually. I just gotta find some dope beats. Yeah, that's what I need. I just want a dope ass song. So send me a dope ass song for an outro. Somebody out there. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Goodbye. Bye.